brother. Clay, my buddy back there, great seeing you. God is doing great things at TOP, and I'm excited for it. If you get your Bibles and turn with me to Genesis chapter 26, we're going to read 13, verses 13, or 12 to through 17. This uh, message was born in my heart a few weeks ago at district board meetings. Uh, went to church Wednesday night. Yes, we had church when we set board meetings. Uh, we went to service and God just really started dealing with some stuff in my heart because as a board member, we had to deal with some stuff that, that you would think no straight up Christian or uh, anybody would even remotely be involved in. And, 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 and God started dealing with me, Brother Mark Tony, about this message and, 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 and God just really laid this on my heart for T.O.P., amen? And so verse 12 then Isaac sowed in that land and received the same year a hundredfold. Everybody said sowed and received. You're not going to get anything if you don't sow anything. I am not a gardener. I do not have a green thumb. As a matter of fact, I'm not like Bucky and love yard work. I hate yard work. I, I, I don't enjoy that. But we've got to sow if we're going to receive. Young people, you want to see that section, that section, that section filled up with young people? You got to sow a seed. Sunday school teachers, you want to see that section full and expand with kids? You got to sow a seed. Adults, we want to move out of this gymnasium into a bigger auditorium? We got to sow a seed. We're not going to reap if we don't sow. And everybody say, that's me. You're a sower. And that same year, a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Verse 13, and the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. He went from just being great to being very great. He went from good to great to very great. Everything's a stage. Growth is a stage. As we grow in the Lord, we're going to grow in God in stages. My brother, you know, you've heard me say it. No two people. We're on the same spiritual level at the same time. That's the great thing about the church because we can help somebody who is down. We can pick them up and we can move them forward. Amen. He went from being good to great to very great. I think we're great right now. We're getting ready to go to being a very great church. We're getting ready to be a church. We're on the cusp. We're on the, 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 the edge, so to speak. We're, we're getting ready to turn our city upside down for the Spirit, with the Spirit of God. Amen? And for he, verse 14, and for he had possession of flocks and the possession of the herds and a great store of servants and the Philistines envied him. And for the wells... For all the wells which his father's servants have digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines had stopped them up and filled them with the earth. Basically just filled them in with a bunch of dirt, so on and so forth. Verse 14, for all the wells, 15, sorry. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, go from us for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed hence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gear, and he 
dwelt there. Lord, we love you and we thank you today, God. Lord, I thank you for this wonderful church, uh, these wonderful people. And God, I ask you, Lord, to anoint my lips one more time. God, I ask you, Lord, to let me preach this message the way you gave it to me, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you anoint our minds, our hearts, and our ears. God, let us receive what you say to the church today. Everybody say amen. Amen. Brother Arvin, if you want to bring that stuff out, that'll be great. You may be seated. I'm sure that when Elimelech saw Isaac and saw his prosperity, it reminded him of Abraham, Isaac's father. And the Philistines probably thought, oh no, here we go again. Because the Philistines saw how blessed Abraham was. Everywhere Abraham walked, everywhere Abraham went, he was blessed. And it went from Abraham down to Isaac. And everywhere Isaac went, Isaac was blessed. And here the Philistines, they saw the blessings of God. They saw the power of God in their life. And they thought, oh no, here we go again. And so the first thing they did was they clogged up or filled up the well. Because without a well, you have no life source. You cannot live without water. You cannot feed your flock and water your flock without water. In, 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 in old, uh, old Testament times, wells is, uh, uh, was a form of ownership. Everywhere they went, they, everywhere Abraham went, he dug a well. And he owned so many miles around that. And so as, they, uh, as the enemies would come in, they'd put stuff in the well. Because once they filled up the well, they no longer had ownership. Follow me, I'm going somewhere, okay? So they no longer had ownership. So they wanted to kick Isaac out. They wanted Isaac to leave. And the only way they could convince him to do that is simply fill in the well and say, you have no more ownership rights here, so you've got to go. You're not welcome here. Somebody in this church needs to stand up and let the enemy know, you ain't got no right here. You ain't got no right in my well. You ain't got no right in my vest. So I am the property of God Almighty. You've got to get packing. You've got to get moving. Because I'm a child of the king. You see, Abraham was so blessed. His son was blessed. And folks, when the devil and the enemy starts to see that you're being blessed, he wants to stop and he wants to fill up your well. He wants to stop the blessings of God flowing in your life. Understand with me that back in those days when Abraham was digging the well, they didn't have no utility company that uh, dug a pipeline and, and, and took water to your house and all the pipe and the plumbing is in the house. All you had to do was turn a faucet. It wasn't like that. They had to get dirty. They had to get down. They had to dig it out and it took a while and that's why it became a, a sign of ownership because you didn't dig a well overnight. And so, if without that water, without that supply, you couldn't inherit the land. You couldn't live in the land. If there wasn't a brook or some sort, a visible water source, the land was no good. Because it could not 
be built on, could not be inhabited. It could not live without a source of order. Don't video this, Brother Arnell. This is just for us. This is just for us today. And uh, there are a lot of times that people took the time out. They saw that land. They wanted that land, and they took the time to dig the well. And back then, some of the wells even had steps that you got going down to, and you got digging down to get down into the well. Well, in our text today, we find Elimelech. Uh, he went to Isaac, and he said, you are too blessed, and therefore we have filled in the wells of your father, and we want you to move on. We, want, we don't want no part of you. We want you out of here. Church, when God see, when the enemy sees you blessed, when he sees you moving forward in God, he's going to pull out all the stops he can get to fill up your well, so to speak, to get you away from where God wants to take you to. He knows if he can get your well filled up, you will backslide. You will question God. You will question the man of God. You will question everything about the word of God. If you will begin to drift away from God. You will begin to drift away from everything that's good, everything that is holy, everything that is of God because your well is getting full of the stuff that God never intended for. We had to deal with some pretty drastic stuff a few weeks ago at board meetings. But I want you to know, all it is, is the enemy is filling in our well. We're not worshiping like we used to. We're not praying like we used to. We're not doing the things we used to do because the enemy is filling up our well. And as long as we begin to get full of stuff that is not godly, that is not of God, we will never move forward. In God, I think the church is just like Isaac. When we walk in the blessings of God, it reminds the devil of who our heavenly father is. It reminds him that we've got power, we've got dominion, and we've got victory. When he sees us getting blessed, he sees us moving forward. He's got, I got to stop that. I got to stop that because I know who their daddy is. I know who they are. Hallelujah. Anybody remember the first tongues interpretation that came forth today? What did it say? I'm what? You, he mourns. Mourns. For you. Can I tell you why he's mourning for you? Because your well is full. Your heart, your mind, your spirit is full of things that's pulling you away from God. Pulling you away from the things of God. Pulling you away from that strong anointed walk with God. Oh, pastor, you're wrong. No, I'm not. I've been praying. I've been seeking God. I know what God told me. And God said, if we will get a hold of this message today, and by the time I'm done here, we will dig out some stuff in our hearts and in our spirits. You're going to have the personal revival that you need to have, and therefore the church will have the revival, and the church will have the harvest. I believe it. 
But you see, when he sees us being blessed, he pours out all the stuff on us because he, he knows that there's power in somebody that's getting blessed. Hallelujah. And he will start trying to fill in your well. Worship dries up. Prayer life dries up. He starts attacking your home. He starts attacking your job, your time. And before you know it, you're so wrapped up in stuff that you're not even doing anything for God. Understand that the well is our source of life. You have, have you ever had your water go out for an extended point of time or extended period of time? It's not fun. It's not fun to go without water. And my title today is clean out your well. Clean out your well. God has said it's time for T.O.P. to clean out their well. And what I'm talking about when I say the well, I'm talking about your heart. I'm talking about your mind. And I'm talking about your spirit. It is time to clean out some stuff because we're full of stuff we're not supposed to be full of. And if we will ever clean it out and get it back to the original place. We will see God do some great things. You see, it's very hard to cope when you don't have any water. There's nothing to drink. There's nothing to flush the toilet with. Oh my, what a smelly house that would be. Nothing to take a shower with. Oh Lord, Jesus help us. Nothing to wash the dishes with. So please listen and write this down somewhere. When your spiritual well is filled in. And there is no water flowing. Your worship dries out. Your desire dries up. Your desire to read the word dries up. Your desire to pray dries up. Your desire to be more effective to God dries up. Why? Because our well is full and there's no Holy Ghost water flowing in our lives. We got to have that Holy Ghost flow from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet. Not just Sundays, not just Wednesdays, but every day of the week. We need a new anointing. We need God. My Bible says, Paul says, I die out daily. We must die out daily. We must clean some stuff out because we need a fresh flow of the water. We need a fresh flow. Of the Holy Ghost. Isaiah. Isaiah 12.3 says. Therefore ye shall dwell out of the wells of salvation. Listen to pastor today. When you're going through a hard time. And you're getting bombarded on all the sides. If your well is dried up. There is no water to draw from. There is no victory to draw from. There is no refreshing source to draw from. And we just get hit and we just get lamb blasted all the way around. Why? Because we ain't got nothing to draw from. I just read to you, draw, dwell, draw the waters from salvation. We got to have a walk with God. 
Therefore, the joy you shall draw out of the wells of salvation. When that water is flowing, when the Spirit of God is moving in your house, it doesn't matter what the enemy throws against you. You're going to have some joy. You're going to have some peace. You're going to have some strength. Why? Because I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. And it's flowing, it's flowing, it's flowing. Hallelujah. You know, when I was a farm, on a farm, when I was a kid, we had a well. It was about 180 feet deep. And my dad warned me to stay away from the well. And he warned me to never throw anything down in the well. Because once we start throwing stuff in the well, it'll get all clogged up. And you won't have any water. You, about that time, I was just a kid, so I didn't care because I didn't have to bathe. That was a joke. See, I'm not, I can't, I can't. Matthew's the jokester. I, I just, that wasn't a good joke, sorry. But it just clogs it up. It clogs up our well. Folks. That is what the enemy wants to do in your life. He wants to clog up the flow of the Holy Ghost. He wants to clog up your prayer life. He just wants to just fill it in with everything else. Why? Because he knows when we are full of everything else, we will never be the Christian that God called us to be. Amen. So and, and I, it, we started digging some wells and we started looking around some stuff. And I, I started doing some study. And you know, as you dig a well, you hit different levels of water. You, you, you go down so deep and, and our, that well on the farm was 180 feet deep. And when they got to about 100 feet deep, there was a stream of water. But that water was only pumping out about 1.5 gallons per every two, three minutes. So that water was running what? Kind of slow. So you got to go down a little bit deeper because you don't want that little bit of water flowing into your house. Because you never have high water pressure. And so the deeper you dug the well, the, the more you got. But all this water from these different sources was going down into the same well. And so, you see, as you dig, you'll hit some streams. You'll hit one stream, then you'll hit another stream, and then you get down to where it's all flowing fast, cool, and refreshing. So, it is possible that after you dig a well, to have it begin to fill back in with debris, and some streams may become clogged, but you still have some water flowing. It's just not flowing at the speed or the rate that we would like it to flow. It is possible in our church, in our, our spiritual walk with God, that we have multiple streams in our hearts. We have multiple flows of God into our hearts. But Luke, some things can become clogged up and we can still have a little bit of water, but it's not what it used to be. Then eventually that stream will get clogged up. And then you go down a little bit deeper. I'm going somewhere. Please, please hold with me. And so it's very possible 
that as we move through this thing with God and, and the enemy starts filling up our stuff, we can we come to church and we dig out a little bit and, and, and we get rejoicing, we get a good move of God. And, but the only thing we've done, Brother Mark and Tony, is hit the first stream. And we got a little bit of water flowing, but not a lot. Hang on to that. Okay, so what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that when Jesus dug a well in your soul, he gave us a well of living water. He gave us a well of water that is flowing through us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. And the enemy wants to try to stop that water from flowing. And he will do it in many, many ways, shapes, or form. John 7, 38 says this, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He gave us a pure, fresh, spiritual water. The moment we received the Holy Ghost, and ever since that moment, the devil has been trying to clog up our lives and clog up the flow of the Holy Ghost in our lives. In this end time, half-clogged up vessels aren't going to do the trick. We don't need, God wants his people to be down into the depth of that deep spiritual waters. Because the enemy, he wants to just stop it. But when you're deep, when you're deep down there, there's some resistance to some stuff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've come to this church today to tell you that some of you have some water running, but it is not the full flow of what God wants for you. Some of you have got some prayer going, but it's not like it used to be because there's something clogging your well. I didn't pull this out of a hat. God told me plain and simple that if we would just clean out our well, we will see great things, mighty things. We will go on before we've ever thought. We will see things we never thought possible. How many of you ever dug a fence hole, a post, hole for a fence post or planted a bush? You, you dig the hole and you do all that. What happens? Every scoop you take out, some of it kind of falls back in. And so what do you got to do? You got to scoop it out again. Can I tell you, that's what you got to do in your life with God, in your walk with God. You just got to keep digging it out. Because every time we get something, something's going to fall down. Every time. Finally, you just get tired and you just plant the bush anyway. And then that bush doesn't have the, I got a confession to make. Close your ears. I dug it. We, we dug some tree, planted some trees around the house. And there was this one tree over here. And the ground got really hard. And it got really deep. And it was just a mess. You was with me. Don't laugh. You're my accomplice in this. So we got it down. It was supposed to be a three-foot hole. We got it down to about two feet. And we said, you know what? We ain't digging anymore. It was the last hole of the day. It was the last tree of the day. We ain't digging anymore. We planted the tree. 
No, it did not die. It stayed for, I don't know how long ago we planted those trees. Three, four, no, more than that. Five or six years. And that thing grew. And everything. I mean, that, remember that big bad windstorm we just had a few weeks ago. That wind is blowing. Guess what my tree's doing? It's leaning. It's not all the way over yet, but it's almost down. You know why? Because I didn't get it at the proper depth. I didn't get it down deep enough to where the roots would really grab a hold. What's, about, what's that story about? That's our walk with God. Sometimes we just get stopped and say, this is enough. And we don't get down to where we can really get in our hearts and really get in our spirits, Brother Mark and Tony, and just let God move and let the roots spread all out and take control of our lives. Friends, in order to move forward in God, you got to clean out some stuff of your hearts and your spirits and your mind. God wants the pure water of the Holy Ghost flowing in your life again. He mourns for us. Why? Because we come in, we have a good worship service, and we feel better. But folks, that's just a stream. What we've been having here is just a stream. The depth of your well determines your ability to sustain yourself. The deeper the well, the more abundance of the water. The deeper the well, the greater the source and the resistance it has on the forces outside, such as droughts. Water sources close to the top of the ground dry up first. Listen to preacher today, pastor today. Shallowness, 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 shallowness will not get you through your tough droughts. Shallowness will not get you through your conflicts. Shallowness will not get you through your trials, through your problems. You see, if the water in your well is shallow, it won't be long before you're all dried up. The parable of the sower and the success of the seeds was all about the depth of the rocks. Let's go to Luke chapter 6 verse 5. I think I gave that to you, didn't I, Brother Joe? And it says, the sower went out and sowed his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trotted down. And the fowls of the air devoured it, and some fell upon the rock. And as soon as it sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on the good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And then we think, my God, my well is dry. I don't feel you today. Am I talking to somebody? In your prayer closet, you just, I don't feel it. I don't feel your presence, God. I, 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 I don't even know if you're hearing me pray. God, I, I don't even feel you like I should feel you. God, I can't read my word without thinking, God, I used to love this, and now it's a chore. We throw some things in the, out of our wells, and we need to say, God, clean me out today. You see, 
we have a good service, we have some good worship, and we think, oh my gosh, that was good. It's been a long time since I worshiped like that. You know why? It's been a long time since you worshiped like that. It's because your well was getting full. You were getting dried up. And then you come in and we have a good service and we have a great worship service. We get a hold of some stuff and we feel like, man, this is it. And then as pastor, I stand back here a couple weeks later and I look across the congregation again and here we are struggling just to get into that true worship. And I begin to ask God, I begin to pray, I begin to seek God, God, what's going on? God told me two things. Number one, we're comfortable with the Spirit of God. We're comfortable with the move of God in our church. We know that when we come to church, God's going to move. We know that third song, God, something's going to happen. Spirit's going to break loose. It's going to flow. So I don't have to really do much for the first couple times. I could just come in with my filled up well, and I know that God will turn it around. We become comfortable with what happens at TOP. My friends, what you feel here a lot of times, you don't feel in every apostolic church. We must not get comfortable with what happens here. If we came in ready, and we came in unclogged, and we came prayed up ready to worship and praise God, what would happen? If we have good services already, when God turns it, what if it just entered into it? I believe we can see the presence of God fill this building and the presence be so thick that we would just flow, fall out into his spirit. There wouldn't be worship. There wouldn't be the songs and all of that good stuff. It would just be the presence of God. It would just be the presence of God coming and filling us up. But most of the time we come to church, we're carrying a lot of baggage we're carrying a lot of trash. And I'm not talking sin, okay? I'm not saying anybody in this church is wrapped up in sin. So you can get that out of your thought process right now. I'm just talking about life. I'm talking about trash that the enemy tries to lay on us. Trash that he just tries to give us. The gossip at work. The people in school. Things you hear. The society we live in. It's all just piling up. And we come to church with a bunch of junk in our well. And then we come. The Spirit of God moves. Spirit of God turns. We start to worship. We start to feel good. We get it, man. We got this. But friends, that's just a stream. It's just a stream. God told me, we're not cleaning out the whole thing. We're not tearing enough. We're not staying at the altar long enough to start cleaning some stuff out. I read a book written by T.F. Tinney. And in his book, it was about wells. And he tells of a story of a young boy who grew up on a farm. And this young boy, when his dad purchased the farm, his dad went out 
bought the farm. He dug a well. And then the little boy grows up, goes off to college, gets out of school, gets his career, lives in the big city. His dad dies. He inherits the farm. He, he just lets it set in dire straits for a few years because he's not ready to retire. He retires a few years later. And he says, you know what? I'm going to go live on the old homestead. I don't have all the taxes are paid, all the stuff. So I don't have a mortgage. I, I'm just going to go there, and I'm going to live there, and that's the way it's going to be. He gets there, and the, there's no water in the house. There's nothing flowing. So he calls a well digger. The well digger comes in. He starts digging the well. He calls him up. He says, you know, I've got water. It's rushing so many minutes per so many gallons per minute. Why don't you come on out? He comes out. He looks around. He says, keep digging. This goes on four or five weeks, four or five trips out there. And he starts, and every time the guy's getting water, getting more and more water. And the guy just looks around. And finally, he comes out the fifth time or so. And he says, yep, you got it. It's at the original depth. That's the depth that my father, I know you're there. That's the original depth of the well. And the well digger, digger looks at him and he says, he says, sir, may I ask you a question? He's like, sure, what, what do you want? He said, every time you came out here, you never looked down the well. You just looked around and you told me to keep digging. And he said, that's very simple, sir. He said, because when I was eight years old and that well was first dug, I threw a teapot down into the well to hear it splash. And you see that pile right over there? You see the remnants of the teapot. And when I saw that teapot, the remnants of it, I knew that you were at the original depth. How did you know that, sir? Because the first thing in will always be the last thing out. I come to tell you today that first hurt in your life, that first pain in your life, that first disappointment in your life, you got to start digging until it comes out of your soul and it gets out of your spirit. You, Because the first thing in will be the last thing out. And that hurt, that pain, that disappointment, it will clog your well and everything above that will just be a stream. You've got to dig till you get to the very, very, very first thing that ever went into your spirit. Spirit. I know I'm preaching right now because I feel the resistance, but I want you to know some of you are sitting here with pains and hurts in your heart and in your spirit that's 20 years old or more. There's some things that happened to you when you were a child that you didn't deserve to happen to you, and it's wrecking your life right now. I got to tell you, the last thing in, the first thing in is going to be the last thing out. It's time to start digging. You want the Holy Ghost to flow in your life like you've never flowed before you got to get down and dig out that hurt and dig out that pain if you don't it's going to clog up your life ever since first thing in last thing out hallelujah some of us dig our wells Sure, we've got some water flowing. We got some Holy Ghost moving. We don't have faith like we used to, though. We don't have joy like we used to, though. We don't have anointing like we used to. We don't have the
the joy like we used to. We don't worship like we used to. Why? Because something got down into your spirit that you have not got rid of yet. And it's starting to clear, clog up your well. And God said, today, today is the day to dig it out. Hallelujah. I have been praying. I've been seeking God. I've been, God, what's, what's holding our church back? God, what's taking us, what's stopping us from going to another level? And just like the story of the man that I read, he never looked into the well. He always looked at the debris. And he saw that when he saw the remnants of that teapot, he knew that he, they were back down to that original source. You know in your life and in your spirit what that first thing was at first first hurt, that first pain, whether somebody said something to me, I didn't say something, pastor didn't say something I liked, maybe I don't even like T.O.P., I'm here by default, I don't care, you're still here, and you still got to clean out your well, you got to clean it out, because you're never going anywhere, you're always going to circle back until you clean out that very first thing in. Hallelujah. Some of us are just getting by. Some of us are just getting enough to keep our water flowing. To allow a little water, a little touch of God into our lives. To allow a little prayer. To allow a little worship. But not enough to flourish. Not enough to really be blessed. Not enough to really be free. From the hold of the enemy. Not enough to help others. God said we are just getting by. We're not having true victory. We're not seeing God do the things he wants to do. Because our wells are clogged. Hallelujah. Oh Zion. What's the matter? What's the matter, old Zion? In Luke chapter 11, verse 25, it says, And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Repentance to God cleans out your well. He throws all the junk out. He cleans up your house and he sweeps it out. But guess what? Here comes the devil again. Come on, devil. Come on, Arnell. You're interrupting my flow. Here comes the devil again. And God, we repented. We repented. We've cleaned out our well. We've cleaned out our well. We've cleaned out the stuff. Here comes the devil again, though. And he starts piling the junk right back into our well. If he finds it unfinished, my friends, you cannot just have repentance one time. you got to pray every day. God, clean out my heart. God, clean out my mind. God, clean out my spirit. I don't want a half flowing of the Holy Ghost. I want the full flow of God in my life. But here we find the devil 
and he just he's walking right with us and every chance he gets he tries to get something whether it's hurt he throws it in there pastor said that he throws it in there I didn't get invited to raise barbecue it throws that in there I didn't get a new car it throws that in there and then all of a sudden I didn't get this so and so said that and before you know it your well is completely clogged up with stuff with stuff that God never intended for he, he intended for us to have an ever flowing of his spirit worry, fear, doubt that's all tricks of the enemy that's just stuff he's throwing in your well because you get enough worry and then you start doubting about God. How many of you got a word from the Lord? How many of you got a, a blessing and say, God said, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. It hasn't come to pass yet because you're clogged. He mourns for us. He mourns for us because we're not where we should be. We're not where we should be. I've witnessed some of us try to clean out our wells. And we get our worship back. And then a few weeks later, our worship's gone. Our joy's gone. And the very next service, our wells are filled back up. And we've got to go through the whole process again of cleaning out our well. we just got to go back through it. And just start cleaning it out again. Okay, well that looks pretty good. Thank you, Jesus. And we get a little shout. And we get a little pep. But all you've got is just a stream. You've just got a stream. You've just got a little move of God in your life. And that little move of God, Brother Arnell, it's not going to sustain us. It's not going to help us when the storms start rushing in. It's not going to sustain us because it's just a shallow flow of God's Spirit. Hey, God is telling T.O.P. today, you got to get down to the first thing that came into your life. And you've got to dig it out. You gotta dig it out. We get that stream. We don't we worship but not like it used to be. We pray but not like we used to be. We have attendance but not like it used to be. We don't have the joy like we used to have. We're not happy like we used to be. What happened? What happened? What happened this week? I tell you what happened. The enemy came in and he started filling back in your well on Monday. He started putting another problem on Tuesday. He started putting something something else on Wednesday and he starts putting something else on Thursday anybody getting my point and by the time Sunday comes rolling around we're all clogged up again we're all filled up again and we've got to go through the process again and we just got to start cleaning out some stuff but here's the key if the enemy comes by and he sees that well and he sees your heart that's full, that's occupied by the Holy Ghost. He cannot, cannot start filling up your well because it's stressed. It's 
full of God. The devil's kicked some stuff into our lives. He's filled up some of our wills. And I got good news for you today. God is here to help us dig it out. God is here to help you get back to that first thing that went in. And he's here to dig it out today. He's here to give you total victory in your life today. If I get you two guys to come, and Brother Gilbert, if you'll come. around the well because here's the thing it's easier and you can start trying to throw some stuff in it's easier to be a guardian of your well it's easier to be a guardian of your well than it is to get a shovel and start digging the stuff out it's easier to guard against the enemy coming and putting stuff in your well than it is getting a shovel and start digging the stuff out. So I come to T.O.P. with a word today. Why don't you get your shovel and dig down till the first thing that went in is the last thing that comes out and let the stream of the Holy Ghost flow into your life and be a guardian. Be a guardian of your will. Oh, no, I'm not listening to that. Oh, no, I'm not going there. It might not be a sin, but I'm not taking any chance because I'm guarding my will. I'm guarding the Holy Ghost flowing in my life. I want the power of God in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You might say, well, Pastor... We're Wednesday night folk, and we're Sunday morning folk. I ain't got a well problem. Can I tell you that eventually every single one of us, even me, will have a well problem if we don't guard against the enemy coming in and throwing junk into our well? It doesn't matter if you come Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, connect group, whatever we have, youth, whatever it is. Eventually, eventually, if you're not praying and cleaning out, and you've got hurt, and you've got pain, and you've got discouragement, and you've got unbelief, and you've got doubt, and you've got unforgiveness down inside of you so deep. That you don't even want to touch it. You will have a well problem. Because the first thing in has to be the last thing out. But a lot of people will go to hell. A lot of people will be lost over issues that wasn't their fault. Well, somebody said this. Or somebody hurt me. Or pastor did this. Or pastor did that. Or Joe did this and Chris did that. Number one thing the enemy wants to do is pit brother against brother. 
Brother Chris and Brother Gilbert come. I'm not saying that they're against each other. By any means, I am not saying that. I'm just using it as an illustration. The enemy would love to come in and put all in between these two guys. And he would love to stop the flow of connection of the Holy Ghost in between these two guys. Because if there's an offense, an offense is the worst thing to get over. Oh, you offended me. It's the hardest thing to get over. And if the enemy can get him feeling like that about Chris and Chris feeling that about him and Arnell feeling it about Gary and all those guys feeling it against me and you feeling it against you, that's the number one thing the enemy wants to do. He wants to pit the body against the body. I don't care if it's been 20 years. There's still something in your crawl. I didn't like that. They did me wrong. Well, let me tell you something. It's not my fault. It's their fault. Do you think they're worried about you right now? They could be over here worshiping away and their well can be cleaned. Because they've asked God for forgiveness and they've moved on and they've just let it go. But you're still stewing over it. And it's clogging up your well. They're not caring about you. But your job is for you to clean it out. Because a lot of good people go to hell with issues that aren't their fault. But folks, when it clogs up your well, it is your problem. When you allow that hurt and you allow that pain to come in and clog up your well, it is not their problem. It is your problem. And if we're ever going to move forward in God, we got to clean out the well. Sister Windsor, musicians, come. Listen to me, please. Listen to pastor today. Don't settle for a little stream when you can have a river. Don't settle for a little worship when you can have a lot. John 7, 38 says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, shall flow out of his belly, shall flow rivers, rivers of living water. And when the devil starts to throw some garbage at your well, you need to stand up and guard your well and say, not today, devil. Not in my well. Not in my heart. Not in my mind. Not in my spirit. Get thee behind me, Satan. My well, my heart, my spirit, it belongs to God. It is full of the Holy Ghost. I'm not allowing you to put any junk in my well. Hallelujah. Psalms 87 verse 5, and it says, In the end of Zion it shall be said this and that. Man was born after her, and the highest himself shall establish her. Verse 6, the Lord shall count when he wireth up the people. And this man was born there. And as the singers and the players on the instruments, thou shalt be springs that are in thee. If we can stand. Tongues interpretation came across this house this morning. Oh man, I want it to be done by now. He mourns for us. That wasn't by happen chance stance. That was a word directly for you sitting in this place today. God is mourning for you and for me. 
because we got junk in our well that we need to clean out so we can get that flow of the Holy Ghost to flow again. We could get that full reign so we'll be able to witness the way God wants us to witness. We'll be able to sow the seed the way God wants us to sow the seed. That we will be able to live a life free of condemnation. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. If you're here today and you feel like I am nothing. I am no good. And the enemy and in your thought you're thinking I could never do this and I would never be that. Don't let the condemnation of the enemy overrule your life and fill up your well. God's here today to set you free. God's here today to set us free. This altar's open. This I know. God said if we would clean out our hearts and clean out our wells, we would be free of that condemnation. We would be free of that hurt, that pain. And today's your opportunity, folks, to simply say, God, clean me out. My question is, do you want to be a guardian from here on out? Or do you want to be a digger? From here on out, do you want to be a digger? Always have to dig stuff out. Never truly being free. Never truly having the joy of the Holy Ghost. Because there is joy with the Holy Ghost. Never having to worry about anything because God's got things in control. Or do you want to be a digger? Somebody that's always digging out the rubbish that we've allowed God to get in our lives during the week and clog up our well. Friends, God is here today. From the first song on, He came into this building. And simply put, He said to ask my people, are they going to be a guardian? Or are they going to be a digger? Right now, right now, at this moment, Everybody in this building needs to be a digger. You need to dig down deep into your spirit. Somebody find a mirror, tell them we're going to be a little bit late. We're going to dig down into our spirit and we're going to dig till we find that first thing. That first thing that went into our hearts, that first thing that went into our spirit, that first thing that went down, the first thing in must be the last thing out. Because when it comes out, you will know, you will know that you have reached a free-flowing vein of the Holy Ghost. Everybody in this building needs to be a digger right now as they begin to sing. I don't know if y'all want to sing or y'all just want to play music so y'all can dig. That's up to you guys. But everybody in this building right now needs to be a digger. And you need to start shoveling some stuff out of your life. Some stuff that's clogging up your well. Some stuff that's clogging up your walk with God. Some stuff that's clogging up your faith. That first hurt, that first pain, it's got to come out. Lord, we love you. We thank you today, Jesus. This altar's open. I've given you my word.
I've given you what the Lord has told me to give you. This is a life-changing word. This is a life-changing word.